Almost 2,000 years ago, the story goes, a clutch of sleepy shepherds were watching over their sheep on a star-brightened hillside in Palestine. It was a still, uneventful night. Suddenly, the darkness was filled with a strange light, and the stillness was broken by angel voices singing, Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace, goodwill to all. So begins Christmas, the most beautiful and meaningful celebration of the Christian calendar. Christmas actually begins with Advent, the season through which we are moving. Both the seasons of Advent, the season of going uh, toward the birth of Christ, and Christmas have a long history. These seasons and their customs have developed through many centuries and in many countries. Old customs and observations are refined, renewed, replaced, and new ones are added. Some of our customs have pagan origins, but have been redeemed or converted by redefining their meanings. What is, what is significant for us is not that they may, what they may have once meant, but rather what they mean for us today. And this morning, our church building will begin to wear its Christmas apparel. For the first time, our Christmas tree stands in the auditorium. This day, for the first time, its lights will shine for us. As we make ready for the birth of the child by preparing the sanctuary, we also make ready ourselves and the sanctuary of our own hearts. We are mindful that although it is not Christmas yet, it will be here soon, very soon. So, as we decorate the church, not only will we explain the history of the symbols of these special seasons, but we will rededicate these symbols and ourselves to the service of God. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. why we talk about the hanging of the greens or why an evergreen is called an evergreen and why Christmas trees greens are traditionally used to emphasize the nativity. Green represents new all, new life, freshness and rebirth. Plants such as pine, fir, holly, ivy and mistletoe are called evergreens because they do not die through the seasons of the year. They remain evergreen, ever alive. It is no more than that we deck our auditorium and homes with evergreens during this Advent season. Advent is a season of preparation for the ever-coming Christ, God's gift to us, renewal and transformation. Because the needles of the pine and fir trees appear not to die each season, the ancients saw them as signs of things that last forever. Isaiah tells us that there will be no end to the reign of the Messiah. Therefore, we hang wreaths of evergreens shaped in a circle, which in itself has no end, to signify that the kingdom of God, to which Christ so elegantly testified, is also without end, and is realized wherever truth, justice, and peace prevail. As we hang these evergreens, listen to the lyrics of the old song, O Christmas Tree, and maybe for the first time, hear how it reflects God's unchanging nature. As you see Christmas trees and wreaths throughout the season, may they be the reminders of God's faithfulness. 
O Christmas tree, O Christmas tree, thy leaves are so unchanging, not only green when summer is here, but also when tis cold and drear. O Christmas tree, O Christmas tree, thy leaves are so unchanging, O Christmas tree, O Christmas tree, how richly God has decked thee, thou bidst us true and faithful be, and trust in God unchangingly. O Christmas tree, O Christmas tree, how richly God has decked thee. One of the most popular items we see at Christmas is the candy cane. Candy canes certainly taste good, but did you know that they have a special meaning to us? There are many popular stories that tell about how the candy cane came to be, but the most popular legend talks about a man from Indiana. He wanted to make a candy that can help people remember the story of Jesus. When you turn it upside down, what does it remind you of? A J, exactly. That J is for Jesus, who was born on Christmas Day. Um, who was the first to find out about Jesus' birth, though? The angels. Okay, if I turn it up like this, what does this remind you of? Oh, a shepherd's hook. A shepherd's hook, that's exactly right. The shepherds in the field watching their flocks at night were the first to hear the angels. This represents the shepherd's crook that they used to herd sheep. Now, what do the red stripes remind you of? Yeah, what else? Blood. Blood, okay. What color is it? Red. Red. And what does red remind you of? Hearts. Hearts. And what's hearts remind you of? Valentine's Day. So they're hearts like love, right? Yeah, so that's what the red reminds us of. You see the white stripe? What does the white stripe remind you of? Okay, snow, what else? Lipping. Yes. Red is like lipstick. Right, so the white, <laughs> yes, that's true. So the white is here um, because we often do bad things, leaving us dirty inside. Christians believe when Jesus came, he took on himself the punishment for our sins. So this leaves us the clean, or the white, of the candy cane. So whenever you go to eat your candy canes this season, remember the J stands for? Jesus, that's right. Okay, so that concludes our story today. Um, now let's listen to our instructions. So if you're in K through fifth grade, you're going to stay for the hanging of the greens. If you're in preschool or younger, we're going to go back to Upstreet, okay? All right, let's go. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Over the years, the ornaments we hang on the Christmas tree have represented many things. One of the first was that they represented the fruit from the tree of which Adam and Eve ate to remind us of our need for a Savior. This morning we are going to have them represent who Jesus has been to you this year. There are many things you could say. He could be your counselor, your father, your mighty God, your peace, your provider, your comforter. Take a minute to think about who he has been to you this year. When you have one, 
you're welcome to come up the side stairs and remember who Christ has been to you this year. Simply finish this single sentence. This year, Jesus has been my blank. When you come up the side stairs, say that into the microphone and put one of the ornaments on the tree. This year, Jesus has been our constant in the midst of great change. Jesus has been my redeemer. Jesus has been Rakai's helper and been my teacher. This year, Jesus has been my provider. I love God in my heart. This year, Jesus has been my rest. This year, Jesus has been my friend. This year, Jesus has been my rest. This year, Jesus has been my confidence. He who has begun a good work in me has been perfecting and performing it right up until the day of Christ Jesus. has been my family. This year, Jesus has been my savior. This year, Jesus has been my strength. I'm so thankful for him to be my loving creator. 
year, Jesus has been our friend and our encouragement. Jesus is always with us. Jesus is our Father. Jesus has been my comforter. Jesus has been my friend. Jesus has been my friend. Jesus make me safe. And Jesus is my constant reminder I can't make it through this alone. Jesus has been my helper. This year, Jesus has been my protector. Jesus has been my provider. This year, Jesus has been our healer. Jesus has been my joy. Jesus has been the one to bring me peace in time of trouble. This year, Jesus has been my strength. This year, Jesus has been my joy. Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod. Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. 
Most Christmas greenery reflects European traditions, but one colorful plant, which looks like a flaming star, the poinsettia, is a native to the American continent. The legend of the poinsettia comes from Mexico. It tells of a girl named Maria and her little brother Pablo. They were very poor, but always looked forward to the Christmas festival. Each year, a large manger scene was set up in the village church, and the days before Christmas were filled with parades and parties. The two children loved Christmas, but were always saddened because they had no money to buy presents. They especially wished that they could give something to the church for the baby Jesus, but they had nothing. One Christmas Eve, Maria and Pablo set out for church to attend the service. On their way, they picked some weeds growing along the roadside and decided to take them as their gift to the baby Jesus in the manger scene. Of course, other children teased them when they arrived with their gifts, but they said nothing, for they knew they had given what they could. Maria and Pablo began placing the green plants around the manger, and miraculously, the green top leaves turned into bright red petals, and soon, the manger was surrounded by beautiful star-like flowers, and so we see them today. The people of Mexico and Central America call the brilliant tropical plant the flower of the holy night. The poinsettia is a many-pointed star that has become a symbol of the star of Bethlehem. As we set out, the poinsettias be reminded that what matters is that you have the best of what you have for Jesus, no matter how much or how little it is. As the children in Mexico and as Magi, let's bring what we have this morning. Dear God in heaven, we thank you for the many gifts that you have given us, for your mercies, which are new every morning. Please receive our gifts and bless them, multiply them, and use them for your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. One of the most heartwarming expressions of Christmas is the Nativity. The Nativity speaks of the mystery of God's wisdom. Why God chose to send his Son into our world as a baby of humble birth, born in a common surroundings. We do not know. What we do know is that God reached out to all people, including the poor and wealthy, the simple and the wise, the powerless and the powerful. All who found him knelt in humility before him. Knowing God is possible because he came to us at our level. Whenever we see the nativity, we find ourselves with Mary and Joseph, with the shepherds, and with the wise men bowing before the manger, overwhelmed by God's expression of love and coming to us. St. Francis of Assisi is often credited with the first manger scene about 800 years ago. For a people who could not read, it was effective visual aid in telling the story of the birth of Jesus. We have such a scene here. I invite the children to arrange the wise men, shepherds, animals, angels, Mary and Joseph, and the baby Jesus. As we take in the scene, be reminded that God humbled himself because became flesh and dwelt among his creation. Thank you. 
God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The lighting of the candles has been part of religious worship for centuries. The Hebrews burned candles for eight days as part of their Feast of Lights. Light has been used by many religious groups to symbolize truth, while the darkness of night has been the universal symbol for evil. Since Jesus was called the light of the world in the New Testament, the lighting of candles has become an important part of our Christian worship. As we light these candles today, we symbolize the light of the world brings joy and hope. He is Emmanuel, God with us, whose transforming power heals the world of sin and evil, war and strife, stress and turmoil, suffering and despair. Jesus embodies hope and help for those held captive by oppression. His ministry guides us to personal peace and joy through the illumination of his message of the love of God. The Gospel of John reads, speaks of Christ as the true light coming into the world. In commemoration of that coming, many church traditions light candles for the four weeks leading up to Christmas and reflect on the coming of Christ. It is significant that the church has always used that language, the coming of Christ, because it speaks to a deep truth. 
Christ is coming. Christ is always coming, always entering a troubled world, a wounded heart. As we prepare for the coming of Jesus, the light of the world, we light the Christmas tree. During the season of Advent, whenever you see a lighted Christmas tree, let it call to mind the one who brings light to our darkness, healing to our brokenness, and peace to all who receive him. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. For Christians, this passage from Isaiah reflects the suffering of Jesus on the cross and God's transformation of that event into the promise of life. In ancient times, holly and ivy were considered signs of Christ's passion. The prickly leaves suggested crowns of thorns, the red berries, the blood of the Savior, and the bitter bark, the drink offered to Jesus on the cross. As we pass out the communion elements, reflect on the way Jesus lived his life, giving it to us. Please keep the elements, and Robbie will lead us in communion together. As we come to the table today, we celebrate Jesus' first coming as a baby. It's a beautiful story that the God of all creation came in the innocence and in the frailness of a child. And so we come to the table today much like the child was frail and fragile. We come because he gave his life for our forgiveness. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, the one who brings bread from the earth and who gives us fruit from the vine. Dear God of heaven and earth, we are grateful this day we are grateful especially for your Son and our Savior. Lord, we ask that as we partake of these elements today, that you would make them, make them nourish our bodies, make them nourish our souls. And it's the name of your Son and our Savior, Jesus of Nazareth, the one they call the Christ, that we pray. Amen. Amen.